ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. Hey, Center Point Church, thank you so much for tuning into your podcast. We are currently in our series, Building for Tomorrow. It is an exciting time for our church, and I hope that you enjoy this podcast. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have Darby and Brandon. Hello. We're going to be uh, talking through the sermon today. And today is, well, they just changed the clocks here. So did you guys get to sleep in a little bit this morning? Uh, so I kind of just operated like I normally would. Okay. Babies woke up the normal time that they woke, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like two hours afterwards. My wife was like, it's only 630, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, so wait, what time do you normally wake up? Oh, it, we normally do wake up at 630. It was this, I was an hour, okay. an hour oh, ahead. Off. Okay. Yeah. So, but I was just, you know, getting everything ready. I'm like, why are you still in bed? No. <laughs> what about so, you, Darby? What time do you usually wake up? Uh, it depends on my schedule. Um, today I woke up at like. 7.30-ish, 8, which is, I know, like a dream for a lot of parents. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I got the nice. same amount of sleep as I typically do. Okay. Yeah. I Usually waking up a little early today was like 5, 5.30 for me. But um, yeah, hopefully this will help regulate, get the kids sleeping at a better time because our kids have been going to sleep a lot, like too late. And so hopefully this uh, time change will will fix that. But Probably not. (laughs) Um, But so we got the holiday season coming up. Um, Do you guys have your Christmas decorations up yet? No. No? No way. Yeah? Yeah. My mom put them up yesterday. She was so excited. Nice. I usually like to wait till after Thanksgiving, but no. See, I feel like that's normal. Normal people are after Thanksgiving and you do it, but That's That's my family. Okay, yeah. Now the question is, is anybody shopping yet for Christmas? No. No, I probably should be because I always wait till last minute, but yeah. I got my my list, but you, you that's started about shopping. It. No, no, not oh, at all. No, <laughs> nothing. Typical guy over here. Yeah. <laughs> so we have our tree up, and um, yeah, my one-year-old has already started uh, taking the ornaments off the tree, ripping them off. He thinks it's it's fun. So um, no, but we had our our tree up. Uh, this is probably the earliest we've had it up um, at our house, and so. It's decorated for Christmas. We're ready. So we're just going to skip right through Thanksgiving and go straight for Christmas. Wait, do you decorate the outside of the house too? No. Oh, okay. no. No, I I think we've done it a few times, but yeah. That's the part that I despise. Is, <laughs> and then it's dangerous too. Like I'm uh-huh. always imagining myself jump uh, falling off the roof. Like, oh, okay. Do you, <sighs> keep, do you keep your lights on all night and everything? Yeah. Generally, yeah. I mean, we have a timer. I mean, it okay. turns off at some point, but yeah. Um, I, I, I don't like it, but I'm probably going to have to do it. <laughs> do you have yard decorations too? Because those are a pain when you cut the grass. Which ones? Yard decorations uh, that you stick um, in the lawn. No, no, not, no, we don't, not, no. yeah, but I can imagine <laughs> I have that's a coming, yeah. like, uh-huh. you know, some snowman in the middle of the yard or something. <laughs> well, good. So you got some time to get your Christmas decorations out. We still got to hit, you know, Thanksgiving first, so can't. Can't forget over that and everything, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah. So Pastor Tom gave us a sermon today, uh, diving into Second uh, Corinthians and talking a little bit about uh, counterfeit gods, uh, idols, surface idols, um, kind of deeper idol- idols as well. And you know, the first thing that came up uh, for me was you know talking about those those surface idols. And uh, what do you guys think are some modern 
surface idols that we see our generation or the modern culture struggle with today? Does anything come to mind? I would just say like work and probably relationships, at least among like a lot of my friends is they're chasing the dollar to get the next promotion so they can start moving out and saving up. And then also like, you know, trying to be in relationships because I feel Mm. like that's what's so heavily pushed is that you can't be content in your singleness. Mm. So those two are the biggest things that at least I've experienced. Yeah. Well, anything else as a teacher, I can't help but say the phone and specifically social media. Yeah. The bane Mm -hmm. of my existence. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it clearly is something that grabs um, the attention out of, uh, I mean, all of us. And I, I, even when I'm on my students about being on their phone, I have to admit to them like, hey, I get it because I can be basically the same way. Um, But it, it does seem to grab our attention and focus. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think there's other things, politics, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially in this hyper political climate that we find ourselves in. Yeah. So, uh, talking about like the phone and electronics, I know that your, your kid's a little bit, uh, young, but have you thought about how you're going to tackle that as far as, you know, when do you introduce, uh, screens like iPad, uh, Phone and all that stuff. Have it's, you guys thought about that? It's interesting. My uh, pediatrician um, told us basically to w- hold off on screens till the two years, mm-hmm. which we agreed that we're like, oh, that's great that they're even saying that to parents now. Yeah. Um, we did not. <laughs> Stop. I, we, I mean, we definitely uh, limit the screen time, but, um, you know, our, our oldest son was probably watching Miss Rachel at the okay. age of like, yeah, I don't know, um, a year and a half or maybe uh-huh. even at year one, he was probably watching some things. So, yeah. Um, but it, it is a concern. It is. And it's a constant conversation. Um, I'm almost positive. I don't want to have video games mm-hmm. in our household. And even though I was like a big, big gamer myself when I was young, I don't know. It just seems part of the problem sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely hard as um, a parent to start thinking about that. Obviously, well, my son, oldest one, is six now, mm. and you can just see how <laughs> addicted he is, yeah. you know, can get to the screens, the movies, the, you know, it's just, he was watching last night, it was like, um, you know, Netflix, there's so many options for him, and he can watch, you know, the latest Spider-Man with, like, ease and just click on yeah. it no commercials just you know sit zombie eyes through <laughs> through the tv and um but yeah it's it's something that you know as as a parent you, you know with moderation trying to you know work out what's best for you and your family but you know that is something that i am worried about because i know how much of an issue it was for for me as mm-hmm. like a teenager mm-hmm. in that and just all the deeper things that can lead to that you know you yes. think of okay screens technology it's it's, you know, something surface that can be good, can be bad. But then like when you look at like the deeper, when you look at, you know, what social media does, the, you know, the things that can, that it can like stir up underneath where right. you, the comparison, you know, the judgment, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, when everything is like, you know, you're uh, looking at, at uh, confirmation from your peers or you're having bullying online, like there's right. so much deeper stuff. And I think that kind of, 
brings into what uh, Pastor Tom was talking about, about how, you know, what they were talking about in 2 Corinthians was um, Paul was talking about money and how how to give. And, um, you know, that was the, the counterfeit God, but the underlying um, idols that he was warning of were, you know, fear and, and prejudice that was, they were really struggling with there. Um, did anything come to mind as far as, you know, those, those deeper, those deeper gods, those deeper idols that we can get caught up on? And did anything uh, come to mind when we were talking about that there? I was wondering, I don't know, you guys think about it. Do you, do you think, um, do you think deeper idols ever change? Like, are these the idols that have, regardless of, you know, the surface idols as, you know, technology comes and goes and, you know, you know, society changes, perhaps those change, but perhaps those deeper idols like fear, um, like wanting to control everything or, you know, wanting to look good in front of everybody. If those things actually are constant through, yeah. you know. No, I think that's a good point. I think, yeah, you're definitely right. The surface idols kind of change or look differently throughout generations, but those, those deeper ones, um, you know, like pride or, you know, um, power kind of, those mm-hmm. are something that are a little bit more deep rooted and mm-hmm. kind of stay a little bit more consistent across the timeline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. Anything else come, come to mind when, um, well, I'll just read, I'll read it here. So in second Corinthians nine, six through 10, This is what I mean. Someone who sows sparingly will reap sparingly as well. Someone who sows generously will reap generously. Everyone should do as they have determined in their heart, not in a gloomy spirit or simply because they have to, since God loves a cheerful giver. And God is well able to lavish all his grace upon you so that in every matter and in every way, you will have enough of everything. And may be lavish in all your own good works, just as the Bible says. So, you know, with that scripture there, obviously we are going into this campaign, building for tomorrow, how to give, you know, it's, it's something that I don't, I don't, you know, as, as I've gotten into the church, as I've, you know, looked at how we should be giving, how I'm, I'm tithing. It's something that, I, you know, still struggle with, there are times where I don't feel like I'm giving, um, with a generous heart, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's more of like out of obedience and just, you know, um, but how do you guys look at giving and, uh, did anything stand out to you there with that scripture today? I would just say as a, as a kid, like my mom always made sure that I knew to tithe every time, like I got money or even from gifts. Um, and I didn't understand it at the time, but now it kind of makes sense. But I I do agree with you, Eric, that sometimes I can get very routine. Like when I get my paycheck, I start tithing, but it's not really out of generosity. Sometimes it's just like it feels like an obligation because mm-hmm. I was taught to do it at such a young age, mm-hmm. which can be a good and a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, sometimes I have to, like, stop and remind myself, like, this isn't all mine. Like, God has blessed me with this to be a steward, as Pastor Tom had said, um, of the resources that he has blessed me with. And so— that's kind of helps me regulate and control a little bit my desire to be like, oh, this is all mine, so I got to spend it how I want to instead of, you know, you've got you've blessed me with this, God. How do I how do I serve others around me with that? Yeah, I I, I wouldn't agree. And just to um, to add on that, the the connection between being a cheerful giver, but at the same time 
this is uh, a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you reconcile those things? And I, I, if if I may, I, I feel like that was what Pastor Tom was getting at with the whole, if that's something that you're struggling to reconcile, there might be a deeper idol that needs to be dealt with somewhere. Um, because, you know, it is something that that's a, a Christian heart, right? You, you're, you're cheerfully sacrificing, you know, you're, you're giving, you're giving yourself for, for others, um, out of love. And if there is some struggle there, mm-hmm. well, what, what does that mean? What, what's the root cause for that struggle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned on here before, but I, I kind of looked at it, um, with, you know, the, the tithe is kind of building that muscle to be generous. And that's something that, you know, we should look at, you know, most, most of us all want to be more generous that we all kind of have that, you know, underlying thing. It's like, it feels, you know, good when you're, you're being generous, when you're able to give somebody, um, something unexpectedly and, but it, it is, it's building that muscle. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, you don't just wake up one day and just say, Oh, I want to be in really good shape. And it just happens overnight. Like, it's just, you have to put in that, that work or that, that continuous, um, obedience to like, you know, show up and, and do it. And so, um, I, I was looking at it that way and, you know, it's when something like this comes that you're, you are more prepared when there is like a big campaign or get big, you know, a cause that you feel drawn to, to give to that you kind of have those reps that, that in the background that you're able to kind of, uh, tie from. And so that, you know, you're a little bit more prepared. Um, but, and then, yeah. Um, so pastor Tom got into the story of Zacchaeus and, uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but Zacchaeus being a, a tax collector, obviously, you know, very wealthy, uh, guy and everything. Uh, what stood out to you guys there when talking about that story in Zacchaeus, we've probably all heard that, um, you know, heard that song, uh, pastor. I was about to say, <laughs> besides the song itself. Heard, I actually haven't heard that song uh, since before today. I was like, I'm too heart. young. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, did anything stand out to you there about how he related that story of, uh, Zacchaeus and, how, you know, Jesus comes uh, to us and calls us down and invites us rather than us going to him? I would just say um, the two points that he made that really stood out that tied giving with salvation was that um, PT said if salvation could have been earned, Zacchaeus would have asked, how much must I give? You know, like, what is the requirement for me to give? Um, But since salvation is due to God's lavish generosity on us, our question should be the same as his, which was how much can I give? So it's not really what's the minimum that I can do to get into heaven. It's because of what you've done for me, you know, in response to that and your generous um, love and life to us, that how much can I give? It's kind of changing the attitude and the posture that we have about giving and putting it more on because God, you are so good. You know, how do I respond to that rather than putting ourselves kind of above that and being a little prideful about that, that, you know, it's, it's really more about the posture and the attitude of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's interesting. Cause, uh, you know, it's, it's almost as if Zacchaeus felt this freedom, like maybe, you know, wealth, gold or whatever was, it, what was actually a hindrance to him and getting back to those, you know, those deeper level, um, idols. And, you know, his, his interaction, his engagement with Jesus, it was just like, oh, just take it all. Yeah. I, I don't care. Like, you know, whatever you need from me, Jesus, I'm, I'm here to give it. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah, the um, you know one quote there that um, he gave from uh, Timothy Keller: uh, "God's salvation does not come in response to a changed life. A changed life comes in response to the salvation offered as a free gift." And yeah, it is it is interesting to to think of it that way, where you know we we all think of um, you know what what we can give. You know, is this going to put us in good standing with God or um, on the right side? Um, but yeah, that, that free gift of, of salvation is just something to, you know, solidify your, your mind around because, um, it's not about what we, how much we give, you know, all that stuff. But, um, you know, did anything else, uh, come out to you there with, uh, that story or kind of talking about the, the counterfeit gods, uh, any other talking points that you guys have from that? You know, <laughs> I, I, I would say this, I, I think this is a hard, um, you know, over the past couple of weeks, this is actually quite difficult to talk around because it, yeah. it is all around giving. Mm-hmm. Um, I even have to check my heart at the door. Um, you know, it, it is a thing where um, it, in some ways it, it, it is a thing that is, um, I don't know how to say this, but it is something that causes you to self-reflect on your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, the bigger goal or, uh, the vision that the church has for, you know, expanding and so forth, that's great. And, you know, I'm not going to downplay that at all, but it is bringing back to focus, you know, well, what am I what am I giving? You know, what am I sacrificing? Um, and I'm sure there's others that are having those same, you know, inner monologues with themselves at this point. But, you know, um, you know, I think that's where prayer comes in, you know, and just, um, I I think it's an opportunity to refocus your faith quite honestly. Yeah. I don't know why, why this made me think of it, but, um, and I don't know if this is gonna, uh, polarize some people, but that you guys know the story of the, um, North, the the guy that came up with the song, the North, uh, what is it? Richmond, North of Richmond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Have you guys, you guys yeah, know that I'm, story I'm a very bit? Much, yes. Okay. Absolutely. So uh, from what I understand, um, you know, the um, guy that came up with that song, you know, gave his life to Christ, like kind of broke down like pretty recent, like before that, that song came a big hit. And so, um, you know, a couple of weeks before he, you know, has this, this, you know, hit song that goes like number one on all like the records. Um, he gives his life over to, over to God. And, um, it's one of those like stories that kind of stuck with me for a little bit. I mean, it, it's interesting how, how it happened. You know, he recorded this, uh, like some of the songs, like just like on an iPhone, like it was not like this big production. Um, and so the way that I'm, I was thinking of it, it's like, we, we always have pre, you know, we have these like predetermined conclusions of how things are going to happen. If, if it's in God's will, it's going to look like A, B, C, and it's going to line up this way. And, you know, when we truly give over to God, you know, when we truly, you know, submit and we really, um, give our life over there, it, it can look way differently than we could, you know, ever, ever think, you know, Mm -hmm. what, when I think of that story, it's like, Oh, okay, well, this guy's going to get a record deal and he's going to, you know, have this album, you know, come out, but it was, it looked so much differently than anybody could have ever predicted that he was going to have like this burst of, you know, 
fame or fame. anything, but uh, I don't know that I don't know why that that made me think of it. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was an interesting story about how you know he he came to him came to um, came to God, and then like pretty soon after, like saw this big um, you know boost. Now did he did he record the the song before or after he came to Christ? That's I think it was before. But okay. Okay. I think he had the song, but he didn't have it finished. Is right. What I right, think right. I remember. Okay. It was like one of those where, um, you know, they encouraged him to, you know, put it out, but um, it struck a chord with a lot of people mm-hmm. in the country, and yeah. it was like the timing. But um, now that he had like you know big platform to be able to share his story and everything, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the the way that, that I kind of was thinking at it, about it was that you know this this preconceived notion that, you know, for somebody to be successful in that industry or, um, was, you know, you have to sign with this deal and then, you know, you go a certain route to be able to, you know, get famous or, but he had this recording on, you know, a cell phone or whatever audio. Um, but yeah, we can't, you know, put God in a box and say like, oh, if we want this to happen, it's going to look like this. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking about with the church. Yeah. Okay. It's going to look like this and it's going to, you know, ha- happen a certain way. And, you know, that's it. The, you know, God's going to, if God's going to show up, he's going to make it done no matter what. And so we're, mm-hmm. we, we, we can't, you know, we can't predict how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Any other, any other talking points that you had? Just going off of that, I would say, um, like with the three-year commitment that they were talking about of of giving, um, for me, because I'm doing part-time right now and trying to transition into full-time, it's like, I don't know where I'm going to be working in three years. I don't know how that's going to play out. So, you know, sometimes we think, well, if I'm supposed to give this much and I feel like God's telling me to give this much, how am I going to do it? Because I can't see it right now. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the big part about faith is it's believing in things you can't see and it's trusting that... You know, even though it's a sacrifice and you're being obedient, you know, you may not know how the future is going to play out, but you have to trust that God will provide. And so I think that's the hardest thing is it's kind of surrendering that control Mm -hmm. that your finances um, aren't in your hands. But if you put them in God's hands, you know, it may not come the way you expected, but he will bless you abundantly in in ways that maybe you didn't realize you could be blessed in. Yeah. And I I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Um that can give you a, a sense of excitement when yeah. giving like, Oh, what's God going to do with us? Yeah. You know, let's, let's see what happens here. Um, you know, I think that, you know, thinking of it in that way is, is extremely helpful. I, I think it's scary for a lot of people. Yeah. I think that when they look back, when, you know, his plan for this expansion at least is uh, fulfilled to, to this point that um, a lot of people are going to say, you know, that just kind of shows just a glimpse of who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to grow a lot of people's faith, even if it's not just the giver, but also the people around them that have been watching them. They may think, well, if your God's so good or your God is so mighty, where, why did you struggle for three years, you know, financially working paycheck to paycheck? But right. it's it's a lot bigger and, and deeper than that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you're giving $5 a week or $1,000 a week. Like it's, it's give over to God what you've, you know, determined. And, um, you know, that's, that's something I'm, I'm excited for, you know, the church coming together around a unified cause. And because we have so many different things out there in the world that are, you know, there's legitimate 
issues out there. There's, you know, things that like pull us in different directions, but when the church unifies, the church comes together under one, you know, topic or one kind of cause, um, God, God's going to show up and it's just, you know, it's something that I'm excited to, to see how this, how this church responds to it, how this church, um, you know, goes through these next three years with that, you know, vision in place and, you know, what that does for us here. Um, but Anyway, thank you guys for uh, joining me today. We um, think we still have a little bit, I think a couple more weeks in this this series. But um, anyway, thank you for joining us and we will see you next time. Goodbye.